Welcome to the Open Up Cricket Podcast. We're talking sport, fitness and mental health. Today I'm going to be talking about a concept known as growth mindset. And the reason why I've selected that topic is because it fits in very nicely with the journey or the process that I've gone through creating these podcasts. So if you've been someone that's listened from the first one, which is about this time last year, through till now, then you may have spotted things that have changed or have stayed the same. But what I've been conscious of doing in the last uh, couple of days to prepare for this one has been to try and make it sound a little bit better, to fit in with the other podcasts that will be on your list on iTunes or, or wherever else you get them. So initially, when I was thinking about um, the production of podcasts and, and my ability to do that, my temptation was to think of it quite negatively and to have a fixed mindset in the term that we're going to look at shortly, where I'd be thinking, I've done eight of them. They've been infrequent because I've lacked confidence about whether they're useful or not, even if there has been nice feedback on occasion. Instead, what I've been able to do is think about it from a growth mindset perspective and consider the good things that have been done, as well as the things that can be improved, and then try and target them. Because what is incredibly true through any engagement in the mind or mental health is that what you've done in the past you can't fix. I could be tempted to go back into old episodes and add in different things, but that wouldn't be a true reflection of what I was trying to share at the time. So hopefully each of these episodes improves in quality. But that's something which comes with time and comes with practice. So the two have gone hand in hand here. I've been thinking a lot about the idea of growth mindset in recent weeks and months. And I've also been thinking a lot more about the podcast and how that can reach people. So that's my motivation for doing the particular podcast today on on growth mindset is my own interaction with an area that I've not been particularly comfortable with. So to start us off, the idea of a growth mindset or the term growth mindset is, mindset sorry is often attributed to um a lady called Carol Dweck Dr Carol Dweck um who looks at this as a learning theory and this is centered on the idea the belief that you can always improve your performance your ability your uh, I guess your your ability in something, your intelligence, by working at it and having a mindset which allows failure to happen, where failure isn't the end. In fact, in a mindset where you're looking to grow and, and expand, failure is something that would really be embraced. And that's one of three things that I'd like to share with this today. It may be that you're listening, being aware of growth mindset. I might provide a different slant on it or reinforce what you thought. So I think embracing failure as part of this growth mindset is really important. A second one has got to be that people are being comfortable with being curious. That although this can be quite intimidating to people who would consider themselves perfectionists, 
you're never going to be the finished product or something you you do over a lifetime is never going to be perfect there's always ways that you can improve but that should be within a growth mindset something which is really really exciting and the fact that you can make adjustments and improve things or see things in different ways that curiosity is really central to a thriving and healthy mind the third and this is my own take on it is that the best things that you you have in your life or you have within your work or something that you prize very dearly they are things that you have to work for you get something easy or something falls into your lap that doesn't quite have the same satisfaction as if you've worked hard at it and you've invested a lot of time in it and I think that will ring true to people if we think about a lot of aspects in in kind of I don't know whether it's philosophy or psychology people will often refer to the struggle and the journey being more important than the actual end product and I think in terms of mastering skills and um, if we think about sport being able to to completely um be confident in a particular aspect or discipline the the journey or the road that you've gone down to do that is it is something which you can look back on with a lot of pride rather than if just it it kind of came naturally as it were now there's plenty of literature around for you to to engage with in the debate about whether talent is something which is a matter for nature you're born with it or whether it's more a matter of nurture where there's a lot of factors that can influence it it's probably the case that it's a bit of both but for me as an individual um involved in playing recreational sport and watching professional sport i'm always drawn a little bit more to the type of player who's clearly had to work really hard at it now perhaps that's because i don't have any talent really when it comes to sport or perhaps that's because i can then identify more with that person and think well okay i if i worked that bit harder i can find some gains in my performance an example that i sometimes think about and i suppose there'd be football fans listening if you look at say the great liverpool football club teams of the 70s going into the 80s um king kenny dalgleish would be referred to even today in admiring or or even more than admiring tones because of his wonderful ability on the football pitch and all that he won and achieved with the club going on what i've said just before i would always be more interested in Keegan who was of that uh, that that period just before Dalgleish who it seems from all that I've read and all that I've uh, I've learned about him he worked a lot harder because he was someone who wasn't as natural and I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Kenny Dalgleish didn't work hard at his game but he seemed in the way he played to have a much more natural and fluid way of playing whereas Keegan was known for working his socks off and that's not to say that one's better than the other. I think in the case of Liverpool Football Club, it's probably that people regard Dalgleish as a, a favoured player. But that's always something to, 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 to think about in terms of sports. Who are the players that you, you, you look at? And is it someone who's ground out results? Or is it someone who just has that lovely flair? And, and there's no right or wrong answer, of course. But for this growth mindset, you may well have seen the 
the diagram or this this infographic that I'm going to refer to here. It says it's often popping around on Twitter and on different social media forums, but it's got these different statements about growth mindset. And I think this is one of the most powerful things that you will see on the Internet. It's so educational rather than it just being a motivational quote, which can trigger a lot of things and can get you thinking in the right area. This is a a blueprint towards you adopting strategies that can make a big, big difference. So it gives you a set of of 10 and I'm going to pick a few out here with the idea being that at the end of this, I'll just pop in a couple of things that might be worth reading for you to think about. Now, this is, as I said at the beginning, a... Uh, a theory that is based around education and I've my background is in is in teaching at um at sixth form college and a lot of this stuff is very integral to your feedback process that you have with students so that can easily be switched to a feedback process with players if you're a coach or if you're an important um person within a team environment to to embed this kind of philosophy but it's equally um, applicable if it's something you do individually. So the first statement that they, they put on this one here is um, the f- the statement would be from a fixed mindset, one where everything is black and white, right or wrong, good or bad. You'd have the thought of, I'm not good at this. And we all have that, don't we? I'm rubbish at this, I'm bad at that. Now, rather than just being accepting of that in a fixed mindset, the offer there is to try thinking, what am I missing? What could I do to get better at this? And that might not be overnight. That might be something to work on, a little thing here, a little thing there. In cricket, that is incredible. I'm not good at facing quick bowling, for example. That would be quite an easy thing to conclude with. Right, I'm not good at facing quick bowling. So from now on, all I want to face in games or in training is spin bowling or medium paces. What happens then when you do have to face someone quick? Surely we've got to have a plan to be able to work out what can you do to just inch up and get slightly better. So what are you missing? This involves probably a conversation with someone, someone who's good at it. What do they do? What can you pinch off them? What can you get from the professionals? What can you read? What can you see? Equally, there's an idea of the second one, the fixed mindset statement of I'm awesome at this. And this is clearly American. I'm good at this, we would say in England. Instead, try thinking I'm on the right track. Complacency is a destructive condition to have in sport just as much as negativity is. How many times do we hear in the press of a team underestimating or being complacent about their opposition? So I think that second one's really useful to think about the idea of continuing to learn. And you might think that you're good at facing fast bowling because you've just uh, scored a a heap of runs against a good attack. Well, what can you do about that to keep yourself on the right track? What did you do in that preparation or in that innings that made you effective? How can you replicate that in future instances? How can you pass that on to teammates? Another one, the fourth one, I've, I've missed a few out. And I'm going to deliberately miss a few out to get you to have a look at this, uh, this poster that I'm referring to. Number four is the fixed mindset of statement of, this is too hard. Everyone says that at some point. 
I was fiddling around with some computer software earlier. I don't think I've mastered it by any stretch of the imagination. But my first instinct was to think, this is too hard, I'll give up. When actually, because I've engaged with the growth mindset statement of this may take some time and effort, I thought, right, this isn't going to be a quick fix, 10-minute job. This might take me an hour, and then I still haven't got most of it done, and I'll have to come back to it. But that ultimately will be pretty rewarding when I am able to say, yeah, I understand this particular programme. Seven, skipping on a few. This statement is one which, in isolation, is from a fixed mindset. And then if it's developed, it can really move into a growth mindset. The statement that's on the poster is, I made a mistake. Of course, we all make mistakes. If you watch even someone who's as lovely on the eye as Joe Root when he's batting or Virat Kohli or anyone who you like, someone at your club in your league who's a class batsman and just doesn't seem to get it wrong at all, in even a faultless innings, they would consider that they've made mistakes. Or if you go past those infallible characters and you think about even when someone scores a 100 with errors or takes a five for but's bowled loads of full tosses and all the rest of it... Mistakes are really, really natural. They can't be avoided. And in a game like cricket, mistakes will occur on both sides. And often it will be about who has the least mistakes. That's certainly something which, if you follow a sport like snooker, who misses the least balls, who gives the least opportunities to the other. In tennis, the amount of unenforced errors... So mistakes happen, but the key then is to work on what do you take from the mistake. Do you use that in a fixed mindset to beat yourself and say, I've made a mistake again, I keep on getting this wrong, I'm not learning from it, I'm a disaster, and you start this negative contagion of thinking about all the bad things? Or do you use that mistake as a really, really liberating tool to say, right, what can I do with this? How can I improve? Is it a case that a mistake at a particular point is a really good wake-up call for you? Now, I think of this, again, in cricket, and from the batsman's perspective, if you've been dropped early on in your innings, that should be feeling like a useful mistake in some ways because rather than you being out and your mistake having been seized on, you've got another opportunity. But what was it that made you play that particular shot? What error did you make to produce that mistake? How can you learn from that? And it might be over a longer period of time, you keep getting out in a certain way. Don't hide behind it. Don't shield yourself with that fixed mindset idea of it's too hard, I'm not good at this. What can you do to make some improvements there? Number 10. And this is sort of quite, quite corny, but um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Plan A didn't work. How many times do we go into something and we get thrown off by the fact that what we wanted to do didn't correspond with what happened? We've got a bowler who's looking at this batsman thinking, well, actually, he's a number 10, number 11. I'm going to bowl this delivery to him. I've got some wickets earlier on today. This is going to work. You come in. Guy swings from the hip, six, back over your head. Mm, okay, that was a fluke. Next one, does the same, one bounce, four. 
Now, you'd be then in that position thinking, well, but my plan should have worked because this guy shouldn't have done that. Well, he has. And that's where it's the opportunity to think about, well, what have I learned? What can I do? Do I continue borrowing the same? Is my plan the right one? Is it that I maybe need to shift it around? Is it that I speak to someone, move the field, take a moment, speak to the captain, experience players and see what they think? So we can get really thrown off course by things happening outside of our control. But the big thing to consider within that is to control what you can. So what you can do within that is back yourself and back your preparation that what you're doing is going to work. You can't control whether that person gets hold of you and hits you for six. I use an example in sessions that we have of when Ben Stokes was bowling to Brathwaite, the West Indian, in the World T20 Finals. And in the last over, the West Indies needed plenty to win. But they got them because Stokes was hit into the crowd for, I think, three sixes in the final over. Now, that was just something that happened. It wasn't necessarily that Stokes bowled bad deliveries. Some of them, I'm sure, he'd look at and think he could have done something something different. But the other guy just happened to get it right on that that occasion. And that, to a large extent, was out of his control. On another level, when these things that we plan don't work, there's often a lot of self-punishment that goes on in your head thinking oh why did I think that was a good idea I'm always getting this wrong the fixed mindset and the growth mindset are two kind of competing ideas that you can choose to adopt now I always think with this the easiest thing the easiest way to do this in a team sport is if there's conversations around growth mindset to make that a theme to make that a cultural feature of a group. Sven Goran Eriksson, when he was England manager, spoke about cultural architecture, something he picked up from a sports psychologist at the time. And what this refers to is the idea that a group will be largely led in their their culture, their identity, their behaviours by two, maybe three key individuals who set the course, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So we think about your dressing room or your workplace or wherever. There will usually be some characters who do, to some extent, dominate or to some extent lead, however, however, they, however they manage this. And if you had a positive growth mindset perspective being shared by these people, then the vast majority of others would then go with this. And that is the culture that exists. You look at the All Blacks in rugby, they've got a set of accepted behaviours. There's something that the sports psychologist with the team referred to as the no dickhead rule, where people who were wanting it to be all about themselves would very quickly be marginalised and sidelined and moved out of the environment because they're a team and they do lots of quite humbling things. They clean the dressing room after each game that they've had. They don't care that they're the best rugby union team in the world and statistically the best national sports team in the world ever they realize that that keeps them grounded and they've got their reasons for things that they do so growth mindset is definitely something that can be led in a team and leads to people having the opportunity to improve and from a mental health perspective 
it is very, very directly transferred to other parts of your life. And what we're particularly interested in at Open Up Cricket is the vulnerability that's shown within the growth mindset and using that for good. Being vulnerable, expressing doubt, worry, concern, asking for help are all natural things for humans to do. If we can start doing it in sport, and it shows in many cases that this improves people. Richmond, who I mentioned in a previous podcast, who won the uh, AFL last year, had the process of a team meeting and expressing vulnerabilities with each other as a key foundation of why they went from ninth one year to winning the competition the year after. So if we can use that for performance in sport, fantastic. If we can then make sure that that's something which is a feature of, of how, we, how we go about things, then someone who's struggling with something in their health will feel much more comfortable to talk to someone about it because that's what makes the big difference. Talking, communication makes great teams, but it also supports individuals when they really need that. So that's the growth mindset um, idea for you. Some areas to look up uh, with regards uh, with, with regards to this would be that um, I would say go on to YouTube and search for Carol Dweck. And her surname is spout D-W-E-C-K. And she's got a TED Talk on growth mindset. So if you put that in there. If you also think about... Um, the poster that I mentioned, that's by uh, a lady called Sylvia Duckworth, who's got 10 growth mindset statements. So again, if you if you search for that, you'll be able to find um, that to explore a little bit further. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Hope you found it useful. If you did, hit subscribe so that you get notified whenever a new podcast is released. Cheers. Bye.